You're on Summer Breakfast with Matt and Karen all across Australia. And joining us on the line from the USA is our good friend Brad Huddleston. How are you, brother? Hey, other than being quarantined because of COVID, I'm great. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, Brad, good evening to you and health and wellness <laughs> yeah, to you. How, how long yeah, have you thanks. known you have COVID this time? Well, we had a text from a contact trace on Tuesday. Right. And so I had visited an elderly aunt. And so just out of, you know, an abundance of caution, Beth and I went to get tested. And I thought for sure I'd be able to reassure my aunt that everything was fine because I feel great. Mine came back positive. Beth was negative, which told me that Beth must be closer to God than me. But um, I I feel great, but I am, you know, praying about my elderly aunt, whom I adore. Yeah, Um, wow. You know, praying that she does. Yeah, so I'm fine, but we're praying that she will also be fine. Well, it's good to hear that Beth's negative. It's the only time in your life it's actually a good thing to be negative, hey? (laughs) That's right. She can just do all the work while I have to stay here. So (laughs) it's awesome. And have you got any (laughs) symptoms? Like, can you taste things? Have you got, you know, cold flu symptoms? No, I don't have any symptoms whatsoever. I've been taking my uh, blood oxygen level and the fever, you know, checking for fever and that sort of thing. Uh, I think I told you guys about nearly a year ago, February, I was out in um, San Diego. Then I went up into Oregon and I came home and got very sick. But back then you couldn't get a test, or at least I couldn't. My doctor tried, but I had all the classic symptoms of COVID and I was out for nine days. I mean, really, really bad. But this time, we actually were able to get the test, of course, now because they're common. And um, there's no symptoms. I'm just working like crazy around the house and carrying on. So thank God, you know, no symptoms. Absolutely. So for those, Brad, who have just tuned in, just be mindful. Tell them, I know that you're in the state of Virginia, but what's the context Mm -hmm. of where you are and what's going on in your part of the world? Well, we live um, about two hours drive from our capital of Washington, D.C., and of course, all the eyes of the world apparently are on Washington because there are over 20,000 National Guard troops that have been deployed, some of them armed heavily, and it's you can't get in or out. I mean, it's become militarized, and there are a handful of what they call free speech zones where you can protest because it's in our Constitution that you can protest peaceably. And that was, of course, in response to what the Democrats are calling an insurrection that happened on January the 6th. We talked about this last time I was with you. And uh, fair enough. I mean, they should not have gone into the Capitol and and did what they did. Uh, It was clearly wrong. They have pinned everything on President Trump. But the reality is this past week, a number of the left-wing activists uh, who were identified on video, because there were a lot of phones in there recording, Uh, It was a mixture of of Trump supporters as well as Biden supporters who were trashing the place. So that's what's been happening in the news uh, this week. The anger is is continuing to boil over because they have created this militarized zone to protect the inauguration that is coming up on January the 20th. But all summer long, when all the cities were being burned by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, many of the governors and the mayors, even chimed in and helped them and celebrated, you know, what was going on. And so the the inauguration is coming up and the FBI has released intelligence in our news uh, saying that there's going to be armed protests in all 50 states. So the right uh, or the alt-right, the Trump supporters have been pushed all summer long, been called white supremacists and racists and all this sort of stuff. Well, now they're starting to fight back. 
And so all this intelligence has come in. You don't know what's true and what's not true, but the intelligence is showing, the chatter is showing that there's going to be armed protests. So many of our state capitals have also been shut down. The problem is what we do know is that the morale among the police is very low because of the defund the police movement Mm -hmm. that went on all summer long from the Democrats. And now that all these threats of armed protests have, have come about, the Democrats, the same ones who defunded the police, are now asking the police to put themselves on the line and risk their lives to protect the Capitol. So there's a problem there, and that's uh, you know a worry, and that's being talked about quite a bit. Our president has been impeached for a second time, and there's a little bit of confusion, I think, with folks that don't really understand our system here on impeachment. The impeachment has to go through both our Congress or House as well as the Senate. So we have three branches of government. We have the executive, which is the White House. We have the judicial, which are all of our judges, including the Supreme Court. And then you have those who make our laws, which would be our Congress, and that is divided up between the House and the Senate. So half of them have impeached Donald Trump, and it was a very rushed impeachment. No trial, nothing, no cross-examination. But that still has to go to the Senate to be um, approved. It's another trial that they will have to have before he's formally impeached. And so the controversy is this. Um, The purpose of an impeachment is to remove a president who is either mentally ill, which most people on the Democratic side do believe he's mentally ill. And so they want to remove him. The problem is they don't have time to have the, the Senate to vote on this until after he leaves office. And so we don't have any precedent that I'm aware of uh, where a president's ever been impeached after they've left office. But the reason they're doing it is because they don't want him. If if a president has ever been impeached, that president will never be allowed to hold any office whatsoever in the U.S. So they want to prevent him from being able to run in 2024. So that's another big mess that is going on. And I was just looking at some pictures. Um, Neil Johnson and his lovely wife, Charmaine, came last year, um, as a lot of Australians have, to visit with us. And we showed them around Washington, D.C., and, and including the Capitol. But you know, I was looking at those pictures in a calm, peaceful time. Those guys, Neil and Charmaine, would not recognize Washington right now. It is yeah. a total military lockdown. So it's very sad what's going on. We're in great need of prayer and, of course, we can talk about the cancel culture and the rumor mill, if you want. Um, that is alive as ever, creating quite a bit of confusion here. We are chatting with Brad Huddleston from Virginia in the U.S., and uh, we're going to continue that conversation real soon. You're happy to hang around? We've got a couple more questions for you, mate. Is that all right? Yeah, I would be honored to. Okay, we'll have more from Brad real soon. But right now it's time for the Vision National News Headlines. And joining us on the line from Virginia in the U.S. is Brad Huddleston. Uh, mate, so you were just sharing before about the impeachment of Donald Trump. And, you know, of course, they're trying to stop him from running again for president in four more years. But there's also talk that maybe one of his children could run one day. Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, definitely think it's a possibility. And, you know, there's not an overly good chance that they're going to be able to impeach him because the trial would have to take place after he leaves office, which will be January the 20th. And there's rumor that they're going to try to have a hastily set up trial, you know, sort of a kangaroo court, if you will, on the morning of the inauguration. But that will remain to be seen. And then they're going to have the hurdle of impeaching him fully in the Senate because he's already left office. But we'll have to see what happens. But absolutely, his children could run. No question. And, and I know he wants to run as well. 
So what we basically have is an all-out war. The cancel culture has been kicked into high gear, you know, retribution. They've thrown President Trump off of Twitter, Reddit, Twitch, Shopify, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Apple, Discord, Pinterest, and Stripe. And regarding Twitter, I mean, they've gone full out and people who support him. If they find people who support him, they've been throwing – and their stocks, I saw, went down something like $5 billion overnight by kicking him off because people are also leaving because they support him. But people are very, very upset, including Australians, because I noticed in the Sydney Morning Herald somebody sent me this. I'll just read a little bit from what one of the opinion pieces said there. Take, for example, tweets by Iran's Ayatollah. Khomeini, who repeatedly made hateful remarks toward Israel, as well as a doctored image recently shared by someone in the Chinese foreign ministry of an Australian soldier holding a knife to the throat of an Afghan Afghani child. And so these bad actors are being allowed to stay on Twitter, but they throw anybody who's conservative in America off. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a worry. And what we also do know is Parler, uh, which really saw a tremendous rise in popularity, because a lot of conservative people went to Parler, uh, Amazon threw them off of their servers, which started with Apple and, and Google. And now Parler CEO, this is a true story. This is not fake news. Uh, he's had to flee his home uh, with his family and go into hiding because oh. they've received death threats. Oh and goodness. so there's talk of secession here in the States. Now, that's been going on for a while. We have a, a talkback radio show host here uh, called Rush Limbaugh. Very well connected. Uh, Donald Trump gave him a, a big award. I forget which which it was. It was the highest civilian award that you can get. And he's very well connected. And, and he says that conservative states are trending towards secession. And then um, we have a, a gentleman uh, in Texas. He's the GOP chairman. He is suggesting secession for Texas. So you have all this in the news, uh, which means basically – we had a civil war, as you know, in the 1800s, and America split north and south. That's basically what that means. They're just saying, let's just get this over with and divide. Now, it's there's no guarantee that'll happen. It's just talk, but prominent people are talking about that in the news. And so the two theories about what is going to happen, uh, one is very plausible and one, who knows. Uh, most likely, the one theory is Joe Biden President-elect will be inaugurated along with Kamala Harris uh, as the vice president on January the 20th. The the conspiracy theories, and I want to be very clear, the conspiracy theories are is that Donald Trump is still going to declare martial law at the last minute, and he's going to save America and the Constitution from the left-wing progressives that want to subvert it and take our you know free speech away from cancel culture, etc. So there's headlines. I get these things in my inbox just constantly. It's so annoying, but I'll read one to you just to show you how these rumors get started. Um, episode 17, it was a podcast, and the headline read, Urgent Breaking News, Inauguration Canceled, Military in Charge. And the problem is that was released two days ago, and, of course, that did not happen. But these sites get massive hits because people are so hungry for any little tidbit of information. So what I've tried to do for you guys and other people that I talk to uh, on my podcasts is to really be brutally honest when I'm quoting conspiracy to you and then things that we actually know. And so I've done my very best to distinguish fact from fiction. And I would say the last thing I would say, the dangerous thing that we're seeing now that has been confirmed, there's a group here that's part of the Democratic Party that's about to take power. 
They're called the Secular Democrats of America. They have released a 28-page chilling document saying that they want to completely, you know, essentially eradicate all the vestiges of Christianity. So what their website actually says, we are a network of Democrats advocating for inclusion of non-religious Americans and mobilizing to protect our secular democracy. We organize to protect religion freedom and defend the constitutional separation of religion and government. So in our Declaration of Independence, the preamble says that we have been endowed by our creator. And so from that, the Constitution, which was largely influenced by the Bible, they're trying to, in other words, remove that portion of it so that it can remain us or become a fully secular state. Now, that is not the, not every Democrat. I want to be very clear believes that, but the Democratic Party has been influenced by what they call the squad here, which consists of two radical Muslims, or at least they have been labeled radical Muslims, AOC. So it's just been a a mess trying to figure out what the Democrats are going to do as soon as they take office, but, you know, trying to separate fact from fiction is pretty hard, but the cancel culture is definitely there. We can confirm that. The secular Democrats of America, definitely there, and there's just a move to shut down anything connected to Trump or anybody that supported for Trump, including all of this censure. You know, um, I mean, I never thought I would see a day really in America where free speech would literally be just taken away overnight. I thought it'd be a gradual thing, but just overnight it's, it's gone. And so people are afraid of losing their jobs here because of posting things on social media that might be conservative leaning um, and it's happening um, right here in our local, the town over from us. Someone posted something in favor of Donald Trump, and now they're trying to remove this lady from her job. Well, well it's certainly something we need to be praying for uh, for the U.S. and watching what's happening this week. Absolutely. More hypocrisy, more anger. This is a humongous week, and we thank you for your dedication to research and writing and speaking and being a part of the Vision family. Thanks for letting us know, Brad. It's my privilege. I can't wait to get back to technology, but right now we got to do this. Yeah, and love to you and Beth, and uh, yeah, healing and wellness be yours, my friend. Yes, well, we, we love you guys and appreciate you.